power of visitation. Hear the Spirit call. Welcome to another podcast of Dr. Leslie Bakupon. Be blessed as you listen. Hands together for Jesus and add a shout of praise. Hallelujah. You can take your seats. How many of you are happy to be in church today? Alright. And how many of you are ready for the word of God? Alright, before I preach, um, on Wednesday, for those of you who were at the midweek service, I declared the months of August and September as our months of revival. Hallelujah. Revival comes with fasting. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, I believe I have some Christians in the house. Hallelujah. All right. So today, after the sermon, I shall roll out the the fasting pro- I shall launch our fasting program for this season. Alright, you will know for how long we are fasting. Amen. Oh, I said amen. Alright. So since it's a month of revival, I'm in revival mood. Amen. So today, I want to speak to you on what I've entitled Wake Up the one sitting next to you wake up and this wake up is with an exclamation mark tell somebody wake up tell another person don't sleep hallelujah turn with me to the book of Ephesians Ephesians chapter 5 verse 14 there are times when we as Christians go to sleep we just go to sleep and all sorts of things happen while we are asleep this is Paul speaking to the church at Ephesus he said wherefore he said awake thou that sleepest and arise from the dead and Christ shall give thee light hallelujah he said awake thou that sleepest another version says awake O sleeper awake O sleeper as believers we can't afford to sleep all sorts of things go on while we sleep and today i'm going to show you five kinds of sleep that you must be wary of hallelujah five types of sleep you must make sure will not creep into your life amen now the first type of sleep i want us to look at matthew chapter 13 25 to 30 he said, But while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. Next. But when the blade was sprung up and brought forth fruit, then appeared the tares also. Next. So the servants of the householder came and said unto him, Sir, didst not thou sow good seed in thy field from whence then had it? next he said unto them an enemy had done this 
the servant said unto him will thou then that we go and gather them up next but he said nay lest while ye gather at the tears ye root up also the wheat with them next let both grow together until the harvest in the time of harvest i will say to the reapers gather ye together first the tares and behind them in bundles to bend them but gather the wheat into my barn hallelujah this is a situation where some people have planted some good seed but the bible said in the verse 25 that while the men slept an enemy came and so tears so tears are like weeds weeds are undesirable in a farm you don't want weeds weeds can compete with the seeds that you have planted for nutrients and and the things that they need to grow well and to bear fruits the way you want it to grow hallelujah and the bible is saying here that while men slept the enemy came and so tears amongst them the first kind of sleep i want to speak to you about is what i call the sleep of laziness everybody say the sleep of laziness why should you sow seed and go to sleep and allow an enemy to sow tears hallelujah sometimes we believers become lazy we are lazy and as a result of our laziness we open the door for the enemy to come into our lives to do all sorts of things now these tears we are talking about can be so many things the tears can be sins can be certain sins they can be weaknesses there are, there, are, there are things that god didn't plant in you there are things that god didn't put in your life things that are undesirable when we become lazy as believers and we don't obey the scripture that said be sober and be vigilant for your adversary the devil walketh about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour we give the enemy the chance to come and sow all sorts of things into our lives I'm sure if you should sit today and do some introspection you look at yourself from the time you became born again until now there are certain things you see in your life which are undesirable that probably were in there at the beginning true or false and he said while men slept the enemy came and sowed these tears hallelujah but today we shall uproot all the tears and all the weeds from our lives in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth sometimes when we are working with God we expect to become better we, we, we expect the weaknesses we walk in to become less but unfortunately for some people it is not that way it's like every week they pick up a new habit every month there is something new in their life it's because you have become lazy it's because you are not being sober it's because you are not being vigilant and you are allowing an open door for the enemy to come to show all sorts of things in your life while men slept the enemy came and so tears when I talk about Christian laziness, I'm talking about laziness in prayer. I'm talking about laziness in the word. I'm talking about laziness when it comes to fasting. I'm talking about laziness when it comes to fellowshipping with the brethren. These are the things that keep us awake. These are the things that keep us sharp. These are the things that keep the door shut in the face of the enemy. But when we entertain laziness, we do not like prayer we do not want to read the word we don't want to fast 
anytime we hear the word fasting we become depressed because as the bible says their god is their belly or their belly is their god it is difficult to fast there is no excitement in fasting it is a sign of laziness but may the lord take away every laziness from your heart from your spirit from your soul from your body today in the name of jesus as we enter the months of revival i pray that laziness will be a thing of the past for me the health of any church is measured at their prayer meeting for me i am not deluded by the numbers on sunday can i preach to somebody today i said today i'm in revivalist mode i'm firing on all cylinders i am not deluded by the numbers on sunday the real measurement of the health of the church is the numbers that appear when we gather to pray and why am i saying that the bible never even said my house shall be a house of preaching it never said my house shall be a house of singing it never said my house shall be a house of whatever it said my house shall be a house of prayer so if we are not praying what are we doing what kind of house is it so if we are a church with membership in the 200s and at prayer meeting we are 20 30 it means the church is not a healthy church it means it is a lazy church it is a church that is asleep sleeping dozing But I pray that a revival of prayer will hit this church in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I don't know. Maybe you are praying in your rooms. Maybe you are praying in your houses. But there is something about corporate prayer. There is something about when you come together. The Bible says one shall put a thousand to flight. And two, instead of putting two thousand to flight, now we put ten thousand to flight. That means your thousand now becomes five thousand. And my thousand becomes five thousand. That is what we call the corporate anointing. It's called spiritual synergism. So when we become lazy as a church, we allow the enemy to come in and sow all sorts of things, all sorts of seeds. So when we do not pray, suddenly bitterness rises up in the church. Suddenly offense rises up in the church suddenly you see a, a lustful spirit you, you see seducing spirits all sorts of things entering the church and after a while you realize that things are no longer the same but we'll not get to that point hallelujah we'll not get to that point the sleep of laziness laziness towards personal prayer I asked this week how many people have prayed on their own I'm sure it will be a disaster in this place I keep saying that there are a lot of believers who use prayer as a dewemer it's like a once in three months kind of thing and most of the time what moves us to prayer is affliction when something has gone wrong in our life 
or when we are in dire need of something that is why we remember there is something called prayer but prayer is primarily supposed to be a time of fellowshipping with god as for the asking it is a secondary matter hallelujah it's a time of fellowshipping with god the sleep of laziness you have told yourself several times oh every morning as the bible said was the custom of jesus christ i will wake up a little while before day and i will commune with the lord especially now when the temperature has dropped a bit in the night sometimes when you are walking around in the evenings you wonder if you're in ghana it's cool and when you slide under the blanket or the sleeping cloth it is a very nice feeling but it is also a very nice feeling when you move from the flesh through the soul and enter the spirit and you are communing with god it's also a nice feeling i pray that a prayer revival will hit your spirit i pray that a word steady revival a certain hunger for the word of god will hit your spirit a certain hunger for fellowshipping with the brethren will hit your spirit sleep of laziness some of you your personal prayer is difficult because you are not using the right methods to pray you want to wake up at dawn to pray and you decide to lie on your bed to pray if you read that scripture that said Jesus had a custom of waking up they said he goes away to a far place this is the son of God himself embodiment of the word and power the Bible said he went away to a far place. Why do you think he went away to a far place? He wanted to avoid the temptation of the bed. Because if you decide that as for the prayer, I'll just wake up and recline my pillow at 45 degrees as if you have a cardiac problem. And to chuck it at 45 degrees and do shabarabarabara. I tell you right, shabarabarabara. from your bed at least pace around at least walk around you can decide to go to some field somewhere because at that time on that field you can scream and scream as much as you can and nobody will say you are disturbing but if you decide to sleep on your bed and pray trust me you are defeated even before you started sometimes our problems we face with these things they are not spiritual it's just a matter of being smart now that we are going to enter a period of fasting and prayer you have a roommate you tell your roommate that i'm fasting no so you know uh, the cooking things you try and cook when i'm not around or something like that this is not the time to load your fridge with all the foods you like best because you know after 6 p.m when you're hungry you will enjoy like you know you know you enjoy food better when when you are hungry so the foods you like but those are the foods that you've cooked and put it when we are fasting i tell my wife there are certain things please avoid them because when you come to the house and you know these things are in the fridge then your mind will be you know all kinds of things you want the time to go far why are you looking at me as if you don't know what i'm talking about you look at me as like, hey, hey, hey. you think i don't know you also do the same thing <laughs> then your mind will be doing you things you'll be imagining you are there praying and imagining what supper will taste like Practical 
carnal ways of making things easy for yourself. I pray that the spirit of revival will hit your spirit. That a hunger for the word like never before will hit your spirit. That a hunger for prayer like never before will hit your spirit. The sleep of laziness. The second kind of sleep. I try to run through them so that we can pray. It's what I call the sleep of foolishness. Everybody say the sleep of foolishness. I know it's a heavy word, but say it. Say the sleep of foolishness. Matthew chapter 25. Let's read from verse 1. Matthew chapter 25. Verse 1. It said, Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins, which took their lambs and went forth to meet the bridegroom. And five of them were wise and five were foolish. Say five of them were wise. And five of them were foolish. They that were foolish took their lambs and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lambs. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight there was a crying made, Behold, the bridegroom cometh. Go ye out to meet him. Let's stop there. Now the Bible has stated clearly that there are two groups of virgins here. Five wise and five foolish. Why were five of them described as foolish? For me there are two reasons why they were described as foolish. But one more serious than the other. The first reason why they were called foolish was that they took their lambs and did not take any extra oil that was the first point of foolishness but for me the greater foolishness is in the verse 5 the greater foolishness which is the sleep of foolishness that i'm talking about it said while the bridegroom tarried they all slumbered and slept all meant the wise ones slept and the foolish ones also slept it means the ones with oil slept and the ones without oil also slept the greater foolishness is in the fact that they knew they did not have oil but while those who had oil and were okay were sleeping they also slept with them somebody said the sleep of foolishness and sometimes we believers find ourselves in those kinds of situations you know what you are dealing with you know where you are coming from you know your background you know your history you know the difficulties you know the trends in your life but you are looking at somebody's dance to dance there are some people as a result of money and wealth in their family they hardly have prayer topics because the bible says money answered all things it's like everything can be answered by money health problems can be answered by money accommodation problems can be answered by money even if they are looking for a job and they don't have their qualification in corrupt Ghana they can push some brown envelope somewhere and they'll get what they want but you you do not know anybody you you do not have anybody you do not know any CEO anywhere your father is not a bridge man somewhere your father is not a big man somewhere so when these people are not praying when they are not coming for prayer meetings when they say all night they will not go when they say half night they will not go when they say fasting and prayer they will not go you are being foolish if you are comparing yourself to them 
because they have oil and they are sleeping and you don't have oil you have to be awake in fact go to look for oil for yourself they have all the connections in this world to solve their problems some of you prayer meeting time you should be the first to get here get your first because you have no oil there is nothing in the tank some people when they are going to the ATM they go with confidence they hold their card and they'll be flipping it like that because they know when they slip it in to every action there is an equal and opposite reaction you you're not even sure of the balance because there's some loan somewhere that you are paying and you don't know whether the bank has done the deduction for you to go into the negative am i preaching to somebody here so as you are going you are believing god so for such a person if we say prayer if we say agonizing in the spirit you should be number one on the list don't look at that one for whom money has answered all things sleep of foolishness some of you the things that are chasing you eh? chasing you from all angles grandfather's house grandmother's house before you even come to father and mother some of you are even so chaseable that things from your beloved's house God want to chase you even though there's no blood link Everything wants to test you. You cannot afford to sleep the sleep of foolishness. There are some people who are born into battles. There are people who are born into confrontations. There, there are people who are born into all kinds of agitations. Such people cannot afford to sleep. You cannot afford to sleep. There are some of you when we finish church you should even come to see me pastor let's have second service personal second service because the things that are following you are many sleep of foolishness if somebody who all his ancestors were christians they were pastors he says he doesn't believe in spiritual warfare he doesn't believe in preaching or binding demons and you you look at yourself first generation after you idol worshippers or cultists sakawa people doing all sorts of things nobody should tell you that you need to go down on your knees nobody should tell you that you must hide yourself in the secret place of the most high where you shall abide under the shadow of the almighty sometimes when satan is looking for you the best place to be found is in the secret place of the most high because that place he can't find you hallelujah it is a secret place of the most high don't look at somebody's dance to dance. Oh, we don't believe in praying against demons. We don't believe in this warfare prayers. If you don't believe in warfare, go on with your life. Those of us who believe in warfare, we shall bind, we shall lose, we shall wrestle 
not against flesh and blood but against principalities against powers against rulers of darkness against spiritual wickedness seated in high places what the bible says put on the whole armor of god what do you think the armor is for you think it's to go for dinner no it is to fight battles Don't sleep the sleep of foolishness. Some of you must fast more than the regular person. Because even when you sleep, the kind of dreams that you dream, every day a monkey is chasing you. Another day a cow is chasing you. Another day a buffalo is chasing you. And then another day a giraffe, long neck like that, wants to come. Snakes trying to enter your house. Walk gecko. Dream that is working on your walls. Some people are born into battles. Some are born into peaceful homes. Everything just goes like that. But I see a holy agitation in somebody's spirit that you will not sleep the sleep of foolishness. You, you will not look at somebody's dance and dance. You will look at your fight and fight it. The Bible says, I lift up my eyes to the hills. From whence cometh my help? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. You don't know any CEO anywhere. You don't know any politician anywhere. You don't know any parliamentarian anywhere. But you know your Lord, your God. The Jehovah Jireh, the Lord, your provider. Jehovah Rohi, the Lord, your shepherd. Ah, you have a God who stands behind you. You have a God who is bigger than anything you can think about. The Says the enemies are coming like a flood, but the Lord shall lift up the standard against him. I pray that anything that the enemy shall throw against you, may the Lord lift up a standard, may the Lord lift up a windbreak, may the Lord be your shield and your buckler. You look on your left, you don't see anybody, you look on your right, you don't see anybody. But I charge you to look inside your spirit because there dwells the Holy Spirit, there dwells Jehovah. There dwells Jesus. There dwells the Son of the Living God. Don't sleep the sleep of foolishness. Don't sleep the sleep of foolishness. God is the only one you have. Somebody says, oh, this church, church, church thing. And you're always wasting your time in church. You go to church on Sunday. You go to church on Wednesday. You go to church on Saturday evening. And on top of it, Thursday evening too, you say you're going for a meeting. Are you the only sinner in the world? people tell them my fight is not your fight my battle is not your battle the things I'm contending with are not the things you are contending with if you want to sleep at home and watch series and chat with your boyfriend and whatsapp and do facebook and be changing your facebook or, or, or whatsapp status every three seconds that is your business I have battles to fight I have battles to win I have territories I must take and things that I must break so that the generations after me don't have to fight those things 
sleep of foolishness. Number three, it's called the sleep of weariness. The sleep of weariness. Let's look at Judges chapter 4 from verse 17 to 21. This was a story of a man called Caesarea, a king called Caesarea. He had fought a grueling battle. In fact, he lost the battle, but he managed a personal victory by escaping the battlefield without dying. He managed to chalk that personal victory by escaping the battlefield without dying. And this is what he decided to do. He said, how be it Caesarea fled away on his feet? Give me the NLT for this one. Meanwhile, Caesarea ran to the tent of Jael, the wife of Heba, the Kenite, because Heba's family was on friendly terms with, with King Jabin of Hazel. Next. Jael went down to meet Caesarea and said to him, Come into my tent, sir. Come in. Don't be afraid. So he went into her tent and she covered him with a blanket. Next. He said, please give me some water. He said, I'm thirsty. So she gave him some milk. That means able to do exceedingly, abundantly, far above. You want water, but have milk. From a leather bag and covered him again. That means sleep. Stand at the door of the tent. That is a Caesarea saying he told her if anybody comes and asks if there is anyone here say no next but when Caesarea fell asleep somebody say asleep from exhaustion say exhaustion Jael quietly scrapped up to him with a hammer and a tent peg in her hand then she drove the tent peg through his temple and into the ground and so he died Somebody say the sleep of weariness. Say the sleep of exhaustion. All I'm trying to tell you here is that sometimes when you are tired and you feel like sleeping, you must not sleep. This man had fought a grueling battle with soldiers, men who were skilled with swords. He managed to escape without dying. He managed to escape unhurt because I'm sure if he was hurt, the woman would have tried to do something about the wound or something. But all he needed was water. He was just tired. After a grueling battle, he got his own personal victory by managing to escape without dying. And he went into the tent of a woman. And because he was tired, he decided he would fall asleep. And the Bible said, as soon as he slept, this woman took a tent peg, took a hammer, and fastened his head through his temples onto the ground. Sometimes, when you are exhausted, you cannot sleep the sleep of exhaustion. After a battle that you have won, you cannot go to sleep. Because he managed to escape soldiers savage soldiers skilled soldiers people who could have killed him but a woman finished him all because he decided to sleep what it means is that when you sleep the sleep of exhaustion you become vulnerable to things that are normal circumstances you shouldn't be vulnerable to 
for example after a fast 14 days 21 days 28 days you decide that oh during this period I've, I've been very spiritual i have denied myself a lot of things I, i've been waking up to pray I, I i've been going to church consistently so now that i'm done let me relax a bit and regain my strength trust me that is when the devil hits hardest there are a lot of people after long fast that is when they even mess up them all it is because they decided to sleep the sleep of weariness they had fasted they were tired they had afflicted their bodies physically tired spiritually whatever so they said oh let me just relax a bit during this whole time i was waking up at five o'clock to pray now i finished the fast let me now do sisters 37 look when you fast whatever state you were in during the fast should be the new setting i understand what i'm saying it should be the new setting it's, it's, it's like changing the settings on your phone you are resetting the phone to that level so if during the fasting and prayer you were praying one hour a day you must be determined that after the fasting and prayer that should be your new normal sometimes you fight certain battles spiritual battles you get tired you you get the victory and you decide that oh now i'm going to sleep there are some people you know the devil can contend against marriages so you can see that there are contentions against your marriage you manage to break through you get a beloved all sorts of difficulties come but you manage to break through and you have a beautiful wedding You're like, oh right now <laughs> my troubles are over let me stop praying that is when the enemy will show you that you have become spiritually immunocompromised and small opportunistic things i pray that you will not sleep the sleep of weariness as for being tired you will be tired battles have a way of wearing you down but you don't sleep after a battle you don't doze after a battle the sleep of weariness number four it's called the sleep of passivity say the sleep of passivity let's read the story in mark chapter 4 35 to 41 it's a story about when jesus calmed the storm in this story jesus didn't sleep a sleep of passivity i'm just trying to show you that he was not passive to the situation so you must not sleep a sleep of passivity hallelujah he said and the same day when the evening was come he said unto them let us pass over unto the other side next and when they had sent away the multitude they took him even as he was in the ship and there was also with him other little ships next and there arose a great storm of wind see a great storm of wind and the waves beat unto the ships so that it was now full next and he was in the hinder part of the ship asleep on the pillow and they awoke him and said unto him master carest thou not that we perish next and he arose and rebuked the wind everybody say rebuke the wind 
and said unto the sea peace be still and the wind ceased and there was a great calm hallelujah this is a situation where Jesus Christ was in a ship and the Bible said a storm arose and this storm was threatening to destroy the ship and Jesus Christ was asleep so when the people saw that they were in danger they went and called Jesus Christ that don't you care that we perish I mean why are you sleeping somebody will think that Jesus Christ knowing what his future is like based on prophecies that have been given about him Isaiah had said the prophets of old had said that he was going to die on a tree and listen to what I'm saying there was no tree in sight on the sea so Jesus Christ could have said that according to the word that God has spoken about me there is no way I am not dying of the Lord. By prophecy, Jesus Christ knew that was not the time he was going to die. But I believe he also knew that the fact that something has been prophesied doesn't mean it is automatic. Are you getting what I'm saying? The fact that something has been prophesied doesn't mean it's automatic prophetic word that has been released concerning your life has been noted in the pits of hell and one of satan's greatest aims in his life is to make god always look like a liar it started from the garden of eden did god really say did god really say always trying to make god look like a liar and so anything he would do to stop that prophecy from coming to pass satan would do so that you lift up your voice and say god you told me this and you were a liar so Jesus could have said, oh, listen, I'm not going to die. But the Bible said he rose up and rebuked the way. In spite of the fact that he knew what had been said about him. I believe if Jesus had played with this thing, he probably would have died before his time. A lot of believers are sleeping the sleep of passivity. There are promises in the word of God and we are being passive about them. We think these promises are automatic. We think because they have been said concerning the children of Abraham. They have been said concerning the children of God. Automatically they are going to happen in our lives. But that is not how the, the Bible will praise. That's not how the word of God will praise. Hallelujah. The promises must be taken and appropriated. The things that have been said, we as believers are supposed to be enforcers of the prophetic words that have been spoken about us. We are enforcers. Don't be passive about it. So there's a school of thought and a school of teaching that, that seeks to make people very passive. It's like, why are you struggling? Why, why are you bothering yourself? It is already yours. All, all things are yours. If all things were really yours, will you be in the situation you are in now? Would you even have a prayer topic to pray? the promises of God are supposed to stir us up to contend for those promises to come to pass. Are you hearing what I'm saying? He 
if Jesus Christ had kept quiet, that ship would have wrecked and probably he would have lost his life. But he knew this and the Bible said he rose up and rebuked the wind. There is every possibility that that wind was not an ordinary wind. I showed you from the book of Job when I preached on it could be Satan that there are certain winds that are not natural. We all know that wind that killed the children of Job came from Satan. And theologians believe that this wind actually had a spiritual entity behind it. Why? Because he was going to cross over to the other side to go and deliver that man that has six thousand demons in him. And that man became an evangelist and preached to ten different cities. They're like, no, let, let us stop this thing from happening. We, we, we won't allow him to get to the other side. So you realize that Jesus didn't rebuke the storm, but he spoke to the wind. Because the underlying cause of the storm was the wind. Hallelujah. It's time for us to start speaking to the underlying causes of the things that are around us. Rather than just being there and being silent and not saying anything. Even the son of man had to speak to situations to cause them to change. The sleep of passivity. When you receive a prophetic word, they say you are, you are going to be a, a rich man. You say you are going to be an apostle to the nations you are going to be an evangelist you, you are going to raise the dead you, you are going to have a lot of money you are going to have businesses around the world let me show you what paul says you must do first timothy chapter 1 verse 18. he said this charge i commit unto thee son timothy according to the prophecies which went before on thee that thou by them mightest war a good warfare that means prophecy is meant to charge you into warfare to contend for that thing to come to pass elijah was the one who said he hears the sound of the abundance of rain he didn't go to sleep he went into seven different dimensions of prayer until he saw the cloud the size of the hand of a man and he said that is the breaking that is the miracle until before he stopped praying so when you receive a prophecy he said by them might as war a good warfare so you can't be passive about anything hallelujah you cannot be passive about anything when there are things you must deal with deal with them don't say oh just because i'm a christian it's not going to happen Listen, the authority has been given to you to stop the works of the enemy when you see the works of the enemy at work in your family when you see the works of the enemy at work in your house in your own life in your academics in your career in your marriage you need to open your mouth and exercise authority and speak to those situations you can't be passive about them. you cannot be passive you need to confront the situations head-on because you see some of the things that you don't deal with now will rise up in greater strength later and come and fight you again God told Joshua, he gave him some cities of the Philistines to, to annihilate, to destroy utterly. Joshua destroyed many and left three. And out of those three, later, one of them was Gath. Out of Gath came Goliath, who came and tormented the nation of Israel. Out of one of them came Deliah, who floored one of the judges of Israel. So the things you don't fight now may grow 
not necessarily to fight you but probably to fight your children later that is why somebody must get into warrior mode and get into warfare mode the, the trends that you are seeing around you that are not okay the trends that you are seeing around you that are not normal begin to contend and deal with them in the spirit because when you overcome them your children will not have to fight those battles God told Saul kill all the Amalekites finish them totally and he decided to leave some of them there are debates as to how Saul died but one account says that an Amalekite killed him them finish all of them he decided oh one of the, you you have been good you the skin you had a good relationship so i got i'm sparing you this is one account says an amalekite finish him and then it's life i pray that god will open your eyes to the realities that are around you and the things that you need to deal with now so that your children don't have to deal with those things if you've seen that your family marriages are not fine you must decide that in your time it will change hallelujah so if it will mean reading books you read the books if it will mean getting counsel from older people you get the counsel everything you must do to ensure that that thing is not repeated in your generation you must do it rather than just be there and be passing and say oh i'm a child of god and so it is not my portion it is good to confess that but what you have to do to ensure that that thing doesn't happen, you need to go ahead and do it. Hallelujah. The sleep of passivity. The last kind of sleep is the sleep of complacency. Everybody say complacency. Let's read Judges chapter 16. Let's start reading from verse 4. This is a story we all know about an anointed man called Samson. He said, and it came to pass afterward that he loved a woman in the valley of Sorek whose name was Delilah. And the lords of the Philistines came up unto her and said unto her, entice him and see wherein his great strength lieth, and by what means we may prevail against him that we may bind him to afflict him and we will give thee every one of us 1100 pieces of silver. And Delilah said unto Samson, Tell me, I pray thee, wherein thy great strength lieth, and wherewith thou mightest be bound to afflict thee. Next. And Samson said unto her, If they bind me with seven green wits that were never dried, then shall I be weak and be as another man. Then the lords of the Philistines brought up to her seven green wits, which had not been dried, and she bound him with them. Now there were men lying in wait, abiding with her in the chamber, and she said unto him, The Philistines be upon thee, Samson. And he break the wits as a thread of tow is broken when it touched the fire, so his strength was not known. Next. And Delilah said unto Samson, Behold, thou hast mocked me and told me lies. Now tell me, I pray thee, wherewith thou mightest be bound. Next. And he said unto her, If they bind me fast with new robes that never were occupied, then shall I be weak and be as another man. Next. Delilah therefore took new robes and bound him therewith, and said unto him, The Philistines be upon thee, Samson. And there were liars in wait, abiding in the chamber. 
and he brake them from off his arms like a thread and Delilah said unto Samson hitherto thou hast mocked me and told me lies tell me wherewith thou mightest be bound and he said unto her if thou weavest the seven locks of my head with the web and she fastened it with a pin and said unto him the Philistines be upon thee Samson and he waked out of his sleep and went away with the pin of the beam and with the web and she said unto him how canst thou say I love thee when thine heart is not with me thou hast mocked me these three times and hast not told me wherein thy great strength lie and it came to pass when she pressed him daily say pressed him daily with her words and edged him so that his soul was vexed unto death that he told her all his heart and said unto her there had not come a razor upon my head for I have been a Nazarite unto God from my mother's womb if I be shaven then my strength will go from me and I shall become weak and be like any other man next and when Delilah saw that he had told her all his heart she sent and called for the Lord of the Philistines saying come at this once for he has showed me all his heart then the laws of the Philistines came up unto her and brought money in their hand that means this time they knew something told them that now we have we have we have solved the puzzle next and she made him sleep upon her knees say sleep upon her knees and she called for a man and she caused him to shave off the seven locks of his head and she began to afflict him and his strength went from him next and she said the philistines be upon thee samson and he woke out of his sleep and said i will go out as other times before and shake myself and he wished not that the lord was departed from him hallelujah somebody say the sleep of complacency why is this a sleep of complacency first time you told her a lie it was clear what the agenda was second time you told her another lie it was clear what the agenda was any wise person by now would know that no these people don't have any good plans for me third time you did it she brought them in and they tried to take you so i believe samson was just complacent he believed look if these people come i'll just catch them i'll tear them into pieces i will ah, this is a man who the spirit of god can come upon him he will take the jawbone of an ass slay one thousand men he was walking with his parents and the bible said a young lion roared at him he turned and took the lion and tore the lion into pieces and his parents who were walking ahead of him didn't even know he had killed a lion if it's me i kill a lion everybody will know i've killed a lion but but this is how anointed the man was he can kill a whole lion silently and nobody will know so he was complacent he believed that look even if i tell this woman my secret when they come i shall shake myself and something will happen but in his sleep the locks were cut 
and the Bible said he woke up and decided that let me shake myself like the other times but he did not know that the presence of God had left him we believers sleep the sleep of complacency we become comfortable where we are we become comfortable with where we've reached in God and most of the time the spirit of complacency works by causing us to compare ourselves with inferior people so oh me I can pray just five minutes in the morning but my roommate even two weeks I've never seen her open her Bible so I, I'm not that bad and you encourage yourself in the Lord Complacency comes when you are comparing yourself with the wrong people. A church can get complacent. Oh, but our place is full all the time. Go and look at other churches. They put chairs there and there are no people to sit in. So we don't win souls anymore. We leave all the soul winning to Sister Harriet and Senior Mo. So when you people come, who invited you? Brother Moses, then we all give fans. Bro, It is a sleep of complacency. Hallelujah. It's a sleep of complacency. If you are a church that has the capacity to grow into thousands, and you are hovering in the two hundreds, if you compare yourself to another church that has 50 for all you know that is the grace god has given to them and they are using all the grace in all this power and all this might so god looks at you at your 200 and he's saying you are operating at five percent capacity and there is more you can do a sleep of complacency born again now i can speak in tongues i've been speaking in tongues for 10 years now what else the great people in the bible were people with hunger they were never satisfied with their situation how can somebody like moses leading the people of israel into the wilderness moses had everything you can think about even his anointing the man had it because that rod was there that rod could do things he would shake it and look us shake it frost shake it doom so over egypt move it red sea advises itself in two different directions that anointing moses had money how do i know the people of israel the bible said on that night when they were delivered God gave them favor with the Egyptians so they carried their gold and their silver everything and gave it to them to take away so Moses had it Moses was intelligent the man grew up in the house of Pharaoh they were grooming him to be the next Pharaoh and those days the Egyptians used to say that when it comes to the knowledge and the wisdom in the world God gave the Egyptians nine and gave the rest of the world the last one to fight over civilization started in Egypt when we talk about philosophy, wisdom, the Egyptians started it before the Greeks came in. So this man was well educated. According to historians, he was educated in all sorts of things, like multi-talented. So he had anointing. He had a crowd. If you are talking about a crowd, millions of people following him. He was a pastor 
of a million man mega church. And on top of that too, when you read the account of historians, one of them being Josephus, they said Moses was an extremely handsome man. They said when Moses came to a place, like came to pass by, it's like the people, their gaze could be upon him until he disappeared from their presence. Find that. And the fineness started from infancy, baby. When the mother gave birth, she said, this is a goodly child. This, this child looks too beautiful. I can't allow the Egyptians to come and run their sword through him. So even from infancy, he was fine. Some people don't grow up with their finest, but he grew up with his finest. So money he had. Crowd he had. Anointing he had. Looks he had. Intelligence he had. Upon all this you wonder, Moses, what else do you want? You can lead the people through the wilderness. But Moses said, God, if your presence does not go with us, we are not going why does he need a presence with all of these things that are following you anointing money looks intelligence why else do you need the presence that i came to tell somebody that the presence of god is the greatest thing you can have the presence of god is greater than money the presence of god is greater than beauty the presence of god is greater than, than having a large following fact if you gave me a choice choose between anointing and presence i would take the presence because i know definitely within the presence there will be some anointing inside so if your presence does not go with me i'm not going the great men were people who were not satisfied upon all that moses had seen he said lord show me your glory what else do you want to see? Red Sea opening. Can you imagine it? Two tall walls of water that you are walking through. A whole river becoming like blood. What else do you want to see? But Lord, show me your glory. There were people who had an insatiable hunger for more. There were people who always tested for a higher level. Paul, look at his ministry. The man could teach the word like no one else. He could raise the dead. He could heal the sick. Do all sorts of things. But he said, brethren, I do not consider myself to have apprehended. But leaving the things that are behind, I press on for the things that are before. The hallmark of greatness in the kingdom of God is hunger. Everybody say hunger. You should never be satisfied with where you are. You, sh you should never be complacent. Even if you are praying two hours a day, it is not enough. There is still more you can do. When you are comparing yourself to inferior people, you feel like, oh, I have arrived. I don't need to do more. But our standard is supposed to be Jesus Christ himself. Because the Bible said, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. He is the one who should be looking at. He is the one who should be imitating. He is the one whose standards we must be aiming at reaching. And so if Jesus woke up every morning to pray, you must aim that you also wake up every morning to pray. He said, if you believe in me, the things that I do, you will do. And even greater works. 
we are all going to be judged by that standard we will fail miserably because what have we done how many souls have you won since you became a believer because you are comfortable but the bible says woe unto them that are at ease in zion we are too comfortable as believers that are too many lost souls walking around us and we don't feel anything there's no agitation in our spirit we, 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 we don't feel any pity we don't feel any compassion we don't feel like we are doing something wrong it's because we are sleeping the sleep of complacency it's because of complacency that we choose when to come to church even when nothing is preventing us from coming we choose when to come to church it is a sleep of complacency oh somebody said, oh but i'm not sinning oh but i'm not fornicating i'm not i'm not committing adultery. i'm not chasing somebody's husband but is that where god wants you to be there are higher heights and deeper depths we as pastors we can't be complacent because we can preach we can't be complacent because we can quote scriptures and tell you greek and hebrew we can't be complacent because we pray for sick people and they get healed and we prophesy can't be complacent there is always more there are always higher heights and deeper depths in the book of Zephaniah, he said he is looking to punish those that have the spirit of stagnation god is looking to punish those that are stagnant in spirit he doesn't like stagnation when israel got to mount Horeb, he said you have stayed at this mountain for too long it is time for you to break camp and advance break camp and advance and so you must be determined that during this time of revival you are going to move to a higher height and a deeper depth in god that you are going to experience god at a higher level things that you couldn't do before some of you you are just afraid to speak to people about christ it's like as somebody said when you are really saved it's not a problem trying to sell the good thing that you have to somebody good brands are easy to sell when you are selling coca-cola you don't have to advertise you don't have to do any wild advert because it is time proven if you are selling apple phones everybody knows the quality it has marketed itself in the past already but i came to submit to you that the best brand you can market is the brand called jesus it has proven itself over the years it has saved billions of lives it has healed the sick it has raised the dead shouldn't be ashamed to sell this brand it's easy for you to recommend that cream to your friend oh can't you see the way i'm glowing you know what caused it you show you give them where to buy it the price if you say they don't have money you can even add money go ahead and come and give me a testimony sick i went to this hospital they treated me nicely i think you should also go there somebody has a problem with fertility when i was looking for a child i went to this particular hospital they treated me and now i have a child so i'm recommending it to you but it's difficult for us to say i was lost i, I was dirty I, I was in the marriage but there was a man called jesus who lifted me out of the marriage lane and set my feet upon the rock and and after i came to know this man jesus my life has changed my life is beautiful can't you see how i'm glowing 
we are sleeping the sleep of complacency while souls are perishing around us our friends are on the highway into hell our family members are entering into hell every funeral you go to you know in your heart that this person when you go to funeral and people are praying for forgiveness of sins for the dead person i say you are wasting your time the time you should have prayed for the person was when he or she was alive for the spirit of god to arrest the person for him or her to give their life to christ you are sleeping the sleep of complacency you are too satisfied we are too much at ease cell group overseer, here you can't be satisfied with the fact that three people are coming for cell meetings and, and you are okay so where two or three are gathered in his name we shall worship meanwhile there are others you can still go out to follow and you see every cell has been tasked to grow so you can't be complacent and satisfied with the fact that your cell is not growing hallelujah if your cell members are not going or are not coming it is your duty to chase them up because they say what they're good shepherd when even one sheep is lost he will leave the other 99 and go after that one we can't be complacent. Don't worry. All I'm doing is that a frustration God placed on me, I'm also placing it on you today. Because God says as a church, we can do way more than we are doing now. We can do way more. You're a member of the prayer band and you choose when to go for prayer meeting. So Tuesday you go for prayer band meeting and three people, four people, a church with the kind of mandate that we carry we need more consistent prayers and intercession than that and as some of you you know that intercessory ministry you can do but the sleep of complacency passivity we don't care we don't care complacent to the point where you, you, you are you are even dying spiritually But you see, for you to get out of your complacency, a certain kind of holy restlessness must come upon you. And I pray that by this word today, a certain kind of holy restlessness that will, that will catapult you into the place of revival will be initiated in your spirit. Give me Job chapter 14. I'm closing. Verse 7 to 9. is hope of a tree if it be cut down i don't know which aspect of your life has been cut down that it will sprout again and that the tender branch thereof will not cease next though the root thereof wax old in the earth and the stock thereof die in the ground yet through the scent of water it will bud and bring forth boughs like a plant. Water is the word. Today, as the word of God enters your spirit, the Bible says, the words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. They are not ordinary words that are coming from a man, but the word of God being spoken into your spirit. And as
as the water of the word waters your spirit i pray that you begin to bath again i pray that whatever is dead will come back alive in the name of jesus whatever presence you have lost whatever anointing you have lost whatever gifting you have lost the people of israel at a point in time went so much astray that even the priests in the temple were misbehaving the two sons of eli hopefully and phineas they were misbehaving in the temple of god sleeping with the woman eating the sacrifice that people had brought to god their father eli had also backslidden he didn't have the spirit of god upon him anymore and there was a time that the bible said in a battle the sons of eli were killed hophni and phinehas and then the ark of the lord was taken away out of israel by the philistines and the bible said when eli heard this news he fell on his back and he broke his neck at that same time one of the sons of eli's wife was pregnant and she was given the news that one your husband has been killed two your father-in-law has fallen back and broken his neck and died and three the ark of the lord which is the presence of god has been taken out of israel and the bible said when she had this she went into labor and the child that she brought forth she named the child ichabod because ichabod means the glory has departed the presence has departed god has departed but i came to tell somebody that there is something better than ichabod there is something better than the glory has departed there is something better than the presence has departed there is something better than the anointing has departed there is something better than the passion has departed because another woman got pregnant later and that woman was called mary and the bible said you shall conceive and you shall bring forth a son and this time his name shall not be ichabod his name shall not be that the glory has departed his name shall not be that god has left us but his name instead of ichabod shall be emmanuel that means god is with us i speak an emmanuel into your life today in the name of jesus wherever there has been an ichabod wherever there has been a departure of a glory wherever there has been a loss of virtue let god come back into your life in the name of jesus emmanuel means god is with us and i came to tell you that god has not left you god is still with you in spite of how far away you drifted from him the lord is still with you you may look on your left and look on your right and not necessarily see anybody and not necessarily see any help but the lord is telling you today that he's called emmanuel and that he will continue to be with you he will continue to walk with you he'll continue to smile with you he'll continue to fight with you i want you to lift up your voice begin to pray right now in the name of jesus from ichabod to emmanuel we are moving into the realm of the emmanuel that god is with us god is with us god is with us we are not alone we are not alone we are not disadvantaged we are not disadvantaged our state is not the state of Ichabod. The glory has not departed. The glory has not departed. The glory is still there. That potential is still there. That ability is still there. That ability is still there. That passion is being stirred up once again. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Son of the Living God, let there be a stirring in your spirit. 
let there be holy anger let there be a holy agitation let there be holy restlessness in the name of jesus christ of nazareth you have been at ease in zion for too long the time has come for you to wake up out of your slumber the time has come for you to wake up out of your sleep i hear the sound of the abundance of rain i hear the cry of a revival i hear the cry of an awakening i hear the cry of a resurrection i hear the cry of a restoration lift up your voice your state is not part of ikabok your state is not part of ikabok god is still with you god is still with us you may have strayed away a bit but the presence is still with you the presence is still with you the presence is still with you and we activate that presence in the name of jesus if you haven't felt that staring in a while, if you haven't felt that presence in a while, let that be a staring in your spirit today. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the glory has not left. The glory has not departed. The glory has not left. The glory has not departed. Let there be holy restlessness in our spirit. Holy restlessness. Tell God that Lord, I have been too comfortable. I have been too complacent. But I need some restlessness. I need some agitation. I have been praying to that be certain sins for too long. Tell God. I want to be restless in my spirit. 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 Give me Genesis chapter 27, verse 40. Esau had missed the blessing it had been given to Jacob and Esau went to the father he said isn't there even one more blessing left for me the father said I've given it unto Jacob nonetheless he said and by thy sword shall thou live and shall serve thy brother I don't know what you are serving know what you are slave to it may be a weakness somewhere it may be a failing somewhere but he said and it shall come to pass when thou shall have the dominion thou shall break his yoke from off thy neck give me the NIV there's a word I'm looking for let me see if NIV will give it to me yes he said you will live by the sword and you will serve your brother but when you grow restless you will throw his yoke from off your neck 
today you are going to pray restlessness into your spirit I don't know what you have been slave to I don't know what you are serving maybe you are serving your work more than you are serving God you are serving your family more than you are serving God you are serving your books more than you are serving God you are serving a certain besetting sin that has been a joke upon your neck for long more than you are serving God but the Bible is saying today that when you shall become restless you shall break that yoke off your neck today you want to pray the Lord let my spirit be restless give me a certain kind of restlessness every revival in history has been born out of restlessness when men are dying they are like no we don't like our current state our nation has become too wicked our nation has become too godless people go on their knees as a result of the restlessness and God comes down and visits the people today we are going to pray the Lord make us restless give us a certain holy agitation a certain holy restlessness in our spirit lift up your voice begin to pray in the name of Jesus and you notice that in the coming weeks the Lord will place certain burdens upon your heart the Lord will place certain burdens upon your heart lift up your voice lift up your voice holy restlessness holy restlessness holy restlessness holy restlessness
with holy agitation holy restlessness restlessness about your own spiritual state restlessness about that thing that you have failed to fight again let your spirit now be stirred up in the name of Jesus look at There was a time in the Bible two women they both had babies and they slept side by side their babies these are people who had gone through labor birth human beings the Bible said as they slept one of them slept on their baby and the baby died and while the other one slept the one with the dead baby took the live baby and exchanged it with the dead baby a lot of things happen when we sleep so this one woke up he said no my baby was alive this is not the baby i went to push out in the labor world this is not the baby that i sweated in the labor world to bring forth somebody has changed in the same way when we sleep we are not vigilant we are not sober as children of God there are a lot of exchanges that take place in our lives suddenly you realize there is something in your life that was not there something that is not so good something that is not so pleasant but it's there in your life that sometimes some of the sicknesses we suffer it is exchanges of organs and things like that that take place in the spirit people go to spiritualists for healing and they get the healing how do they get the healing somebody has a liver problem they go they say they went and they healed them you the one that you are sleeping if you don't take time spiritual transplant so you suddenly wake up liver failure all kinds of things but today somebody say today Somebody said today, today. Hey, the woman when she woke up and realized that no, this thing is not what God gave me. This is not what I brought forward. The Bible says she took the matter to the king. Today we are sending the matter to the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Anything in your life that you know is not God that placed it there. It may be a health situation. It may be a financial situation. It may be an academic situation. Today we are sending the matter to the king of kings and the Lord of lords. We are reporting the matter to the king of kings and the lord of lords and we are telling the king that this is not what you gave me this is not the blood pressure you gave me this is not the sugar level you gave me this is not the heart you gave me this is not the liver you gave me this is not the knee you gave me something has changed somewhere and i need you to give me justice i want you to lift up your right hand say in the name of jesus say in the name of jesus say heavenly father say today anything in my life that is not from god i reject i reject i reject in the name of jesus say i reject bad health bad health bad health bad health 
bad hell, bad hell, in the name of Jesus. Say I reject stagnation. In the name of Jesus. Say I reject stagnation. In the name of Jesus. Say I reject failure. In the name of Jesus. Say I reject losses. Losses. In the name of Jesus. Lift up your voice. Command an exit. A divine supernatural action to take place right in the name of Jesus. Let supernatural organ transfers take place right now in the name of Jesus. Supernatural organ transfers. Let it take place right now in the name of Jesus. We reject anything that is not from God in our lives. We reject high blood pressure. We reject asthma. We reject diabetes. We reject liver conditions. In the name of Jesus, anything the enemy has exchanged, anything the enemy has exchanged, where he has exchanged morality for immorality, holiness for fornication, holiness for pornography, holiness for lust. In the name of Jesus, He said, I will give you beauty for ashes, strength for fear, and for the spirit of heaviness. I shall give you the garment of praise. Ah, let a divine essence, a divine transfer, take place right now. In the name of Jesus, I command your organs to respond to this prayer. Ashes, watch a divine essence. In the name of Jesus, carry in for me. Give me oil. Quick, Quick, this thing is like a wave. Quick, I lose you from anything that is not from God inhabiting your life in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. You are loose in the name of Jesus. Anybody in this building, you can see something in your life. You know that this is not what God gave you. I want you to come here quickly. There is a wave, quick. Oil. 
In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I command health situations to turn around. Now, in the name of Jesus, you are loose now. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we use you as a point of contact for that person that is afflicted. May the Lord send his ministering angels right now. In the name of Jesus. So Lift him for me. I lose you now. I lose you now. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I approve that which the enemy has wanted. Then you are loose. Now, every shoulder around your neck, every nexus is broken now in the name of Jesus. Loose. I lose you right now. Take. 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 Break now in the name of Jesus. Those are the friends who can go. In the name of Jesus, 
the Lord. Holy restlessness. Holy restlessness. The fire of revival. The fire of awakening. The fire of awakening. Tell the Lord to wake you up from your sleep. You have been sleeping for too long. You have been sleeping for too long. There are higher highs and greater depths. You haven't seen anything yet. You have been living in the realm of Ikabon for too long. The glory is returning. The glory is returning. The fire is returning. The passion is returning. He said, I will give you beautiful ashes, strength for fear, and for the spirit of heaviness. Receive the garment of praise. I command every dark. Every cloud of heaviness to be lifted from your spirit in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Begin to thank God. The heaviness is lifted. The heaviness is lifted. The heaviness is lifted. Holy restlessness. Some of you will be stirred unto prayer like never before. Begin to thank God. Father in the name of Jesus This morning I stand as your servant And I speak your word of life into the spirits of your people We command a holy agitation in our spirit a holy restlessness in our spirit. A holy hunger in our spirit. We command every spirit of heaviness to be lifted today. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. That which makes it difficult for people to pray. That which makes it difficult for people to fast. That which makes it difficult for people to fellowship consistently with the brethren which makes it difficult for people to study the way I command that cloud of heaviness to be lifted of your life today in the name of Jesus receive beauty for ashes strength for fear and for the spirit of heaviness may you receive the garments of praise and for you to keep awake May the fire of the spirit of God continually burn over your head and over your life. When you are on fire, you cannot sleep. When you are burning for the Lord, you cannot sleep. That is why John Wesley said, I set myself on fire and I make the whole world watch me burn for God. 
after tonight your life is set on fire Amen. you are an acceptable sacrifice and the Lord will send his fire from heaven Amen. to consume you. Receive fresh zeal. Amen. Receive fresh passion. Amen. Receive new visions. Amen. Receive new dreams. Amen. Receive deeper depths in the things of the spirit. Amen. Receive angelic visitations. Amen. Receive supernatural encounters. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Begin to thank God. Begin to thank God. Just thank God. Just thank you. Just bless his name. Bless his name. Come on, bless his name.